Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Rampage. We had Darby Allen versus Brian Cage to start it off here. This match got a little bit wild with them crashing through the timekeeper's table at one point. Cage was outpowering him until the very end, but Darby was able to turn a fireman's carry into a roll-up for the pen. Luchasaurus ran right out after the match to attack Darby that even got a woman in the crowd crying. Funny visual here. Britt Baker cuts a promo to the bunny ahead of their match, followed by a very cool video update from Eddie Kingston updating us on the challenging G1 that he's had, but he said he's willing to defend the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship against anyone and everywhere. We go to an AEW International Championship match as Orange Cassidy defeats Johnny TV, who is sang out by Harley Cameron as she does his new theme song. QTV kept trying to interfere until Bryce Rensberg ejected them. Willie Yuta then came out and he got ejected and went and joined commentary. The match turned real competitive after that until Orange hit a beach break for the pen and became 19-0 in 2023 with 28 title defenses. Yuta started to make his way to the ring, and Orange gets on the mic and tells him to get there fast. Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley showed up as a Blackpool Combat Club surrounded Orange until Yuta challenged Orange for the international championship, which happened on Dynamite. Aussie Open defeated the Outrunners, making easy and quick work with Mark Davis getting the pen after they hit Coriolis. They get on the mic after and accept Adam Cole and MGF's challenge for the All-In Zero Hour. Jeff Jarrett cuts a promo advertising the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game deathmatch, promoting it against Jeff Hardy on Dynamite. And if you haven't seen this match, it was something. In the main event here, Soraya defeated Sky Blue to get a spot in the four-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship all in London. And you want to take a guess how Soraya won. It was with Tony Storm distracting the referee as Ruby Soho spray-painted Sky Blue in the eyes. Soraya hit the night light to get the pen, and the outcast beat down on Blue to end the show. We go to Impact Wrestling, and before the Impact, Kevin Knight defeated Champagne Singh. Shara's interference backfired as Knight followed that with a jumping DDT on Singh for the pen. On to the main show in the Impact World Tag Team Championship number one contenders tournament first round match. Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan defeated ABC. The good hands came out towards the end as a referee was distracted by Chris Bay taking out Jason Hotch as John Skyler took out Ace Austin with the stroke, followed by Callahan hitting Austin with the Tiger Driver to get the pen and advanced to the finals to face off against the Rascals next week. The Coven confronted Santino Morella saying that they should be getting the title shot against MK Ultra at, at Emergence. The Death Dolls didn't join in so that they should also get a title shot. MK Ultra entered the picture and said that they would take them all on so we now we get a four-way tag team championship match at Emergence with Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans as well. Dirty Dangle defeated Pupinda Gujar. Alpha Bravo gets on the apron and shined a flashlight in Gujar's eyes as he was trying to do the gargoyle spiral. Don't think I've seen that before. Dangle took advantage of this and hit Gujar with the reverse DDT for the pen. Dangle kept running his mouth after the match until Jake something came out and said something and told Don- Dango if he hates pro wrestling so much he can get the hell out of there, or he can make Dango or he can make him retreat. Um, so Dango retreated and then Bango, uh, Bravo was trying to distract something until Dango tried to sucker attack something, but he gets knocked out instead. We go to the design where Dino has some words for Eric Young, saying that he betrayed them and next week Khan will destroy Young. Gia Miller was interviewing Johnny Swinger as he's getting ready for his world title shot and pretending like he didn't know who Zuki Dice was. Uh, we'll find out more about Zuki and his whereabouts later on in this show. Kenny Kingdom walks in and says that since he's a digital media champion, he, it is more important than Alex Shelley's world championship. So Swinger asks what the internet even was, and later on we do get announced that they will be taking each other on at Emergence. Jody Threat defeated Alicia Edwards. Uh, Eddie Edwards was trying to interfere, but Frankie Kazarian runs out and takes out Eddie as Jody hit her F5 finisher on Alicia for the win. Then Frankie was trying to swing the candlestick on Eddie, but he takes out Alicia by accident, knocking her off out right in the face here. And he felt very bad for this as security came out and escorted him out of the building. I'm pretty sure this is going to eventually lead to the mixed tag team match with his wife, Tracy Brooks. 
Kushida defeated Mike Bailey in an extremely good 13-minute match, probably one of my matches of the week here. Um, after hitting him with the hoverboard lock off the top rope, he holds onto the lock, followed by Back to the Future for the pen. Definitely check this match out. Tom Hannafin had a sit-down interview from earlier today with Crazy Steve, who said that he needed Tom's help, as everybody else in the decay has forgotten and abandoned him. Steve says that he knows all about abandonment from the menagerie to Abyss and now Rosemary, Havoc, and Taurus, making this a constant in his life. Steve explains how his entire life he's been legally blind and how it's been extremely hard for him for the past 21 years struggling in wrestling. Hannafin asks who has supported Steve through all this, and Steve says if you want to talk about family, that's a very interesting story, as it says to be continued. So I'm not sure what this is leading to, but I'm happy that after all these years, Crazy Steve is getting some sort of character development here. Joe Henry is backstage with Yui Ramora and tells him to explain himself after interjecting in the digital media title rematch and says that they should be going their separate ways. But Yua brings up how they should be going after the tag team championships instead. And this definitely got Henry interested. In the main event, Moose, Brian Myers, and Bully Ray defeated Black Taurus and Laredo Kid on a 3-on-2 handicap match. It was supposed to be Samurai Del So as the third spot. Uh, that's the former Kalisto here making his Impact debut, but we see that Leo Rush has taken out Del So in the back, making this a handicap match. Bully Ray was trying to take off Laredo's mask. The lights go off, and when they come back on, PCO makes his return. He's in the ring as Bully Ray is shocked, because last time we saw PCO, he got burned alive. PCO takes out Moose, takes out Myers. He goes after Bully Ray, who escapes to the back. Laredo tries to pin Myers, but the referee who was taken out was slow on the count. Myers comes back with the roster cut on Laredo to get the pin and the win. And the show ends with Bully Ray yelling outside and getting into a car and escaping as PCO yells at him. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Dalton Castle defeated Slim J after hitting the bangerang. No boys in, a, in Castle's corner in this match, just the baby chicks. Iron Savages defeated Brady Pierce and Lucky Ali. Pierce of NWA making his ROH debut. Iron Savages hit the Savage Sauce as Bronson gets the pin on Ali. The Infantry defeated Movie Mike and Zicky Dice, fresh off his Loser Leaves Impact match, making his Ring of Honor debut. The Infantry hit their leg sweep big boo finisher that they now call the Boot Camp on Mike as Bravo gets the pen. Lexi Nair was interviewing Layla Hirsch backstage, who says that she wants a title shot against Athena, but Maria Canella steps in and says that she's been impressed with Layla recently, and but she thinks that she still needs to build up more confidence and says that she will watch her match tonight. Lee Moriarty defeated Andrew Everett by submission with the Border City Stretch in a nice five-minute showcase. This was Everett's first match in Ring of Honor since 2020. Tony Nese defeated Pat Buck. Nese gets on a mic before the match and talks down South Carolina and Waffle House specifically, which got a Waffle House chant. I miss Waffle House. Nese says that he was going to cancel his match and the rest of ROH, they were going to do group training. But then AEW producer Pat Buck makes his Ring of Honor debut here as him and Nese have a little bit of history wrestling together in New York. Punk hangs in there until Nese hits the running, uh, Nese hits the running knees for the pen. Athena defeated Rachel Ellering with the O-Face in a Proven Ground match. Uh, Ellering definitely pushed Athena to her limit though in this match. Gates of Agni defeated the Workhorsemen in a pretty good match with some wild sequences until they hit open the gates on J.D. Drake as Bishop Khan gets the pen. Lexi Nair was interviewing Cole Carter, who says who says that he thinks that Maria has the hots for him. That's why she's been scouting him. Maria, though, walks in and says that she thought that was cute, but she says that we'll see what kind of position he's in after tonight. Layla Hirsch defeated the Angelica Risk, and Maria again comes out to scout. Hirsch. Hirsch makes quick work of Risk and make her submit to the cross armbar. Lexi Nair is interviewing Athena, who gets a bit rough with Nair, as always, and trades her off, uh, who tells her to go find some more porcelain dolls for tonight. Cole Carter defeated Rhett Titus. Maria comes out for this match as well to scout Carter, and then Carter pointed to Maria and hits the Canadian backbreaker into a DDT to get to Ben. So nice development here, but I guess I'm not sure if the kingdom is expanding with Layla and Carter, or if these are just like separate people that Maria could be aligning herself with. 
Billy Starks defeated Robin Renegade with a swan dive, uh, despite Charlotte Renegade trying to interfere. The Renegades kept attacking Starks until Athena comes out and takes out the Renegades before teasing attacking Starks, but, but decides not to, as it looks like we might get either some sort of alliance between Athena and Starks, or possibly just building to a match between them. Lexi is with Josh Woods and Mark Sterling backstage, where Woods says that he's done with the varsity athletes and all those group training, but Sterling tells him that he will get him some competition, started with Silas Young next week, so it looks like Josh Woods is on his own, but he still has Sterling on his side. In the main event here in the Ring of Honor TV Eliminator Tournament match, finals, Shane Taylor defeated Gravity in a good five-minute match until Taylor put his knees up as Gravity tried his dive finisher, followed by the Marcus Garvey driver as Taylor now will get a future title shot against Samoa Joe. Not sure when this is happening. We go to MLW Fusion. The show starts with Raven and Ricky Shane Page putting out a warning to Jacob Fatu ahead of his match with RSP next week. Ciclope Mieta Extremo of Los Macizos of GCW fame defeat Fantastic and Rayo Star, the Lucha Solos, which are Archangel Divino and Ultimo Mondito and Anton Carrillo and Ecstasies in a four-way lucha match as Willie Mack joined commentary. This match got pretty violent with tables, chairs, and more. We get a bunch of outside interference here from all the luchadors. Uh, ending with Los Macedos powerbombing Carrillo onto a glass pane, followed by a German suplex as Extremo gets the pen. Love Doug is still trying to earn Becca's love and gives her a handcrafted guitar from Spain. She accepts it and says maybe they can talk some other time. We see a Back to the Future style vignette, which looks to be teasing Kushida making his debut to uh, Fury Road because there is a date on there, and I did look that up, and that is the birth date of a one Kushida. We go to Second Gear Crew as Mance Warner is trying to convince Manders and Matthew Justice to spend one more night in Tijuana and drink with Micro Man. Jacob Fatu is extremely angry at the calling for attacking the Samoan SWAT team and says that the body count is just about to start to rise. We see a video from Willie Mack who says that since Alice Kane um, got his people, he will have his own. He will have his own people in his corner as they will go at it at Fury Road. Alex Hammerstone defeated Danny Limelight in the main event before the matches. Before the match, um, Limelight says that it's been a long time since he's been at MLW, but Conan called him up to be here in Mexico. And this is Limelight's first MLW match since May of 2022. Hammerstone's entrance gets interrupted by a video from the calling, as this was a clever way to edit out Hammerstone, who was still carrying the world title when this was taped. So when we come back, the match just starts. Hammerstone gets a hard-fought victory after hitting the Nightmare Pendulum, and they announced that next week, Jacob Fatu versus Ricky Shane Page and Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Tracy Williams in the Opera Cup Finals will happen. We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes, as Chainsaw defeated Chantilly Cella after hitting a choke bomb and a running splash for the pin. Gigi Gianni defeated Tika Chamorro after hitting a running power slam. The Mother Truckers defeated BK Rhythm and Robbie Rocket after Big Hit... Big Rig Betty hit Rhythm with a stunner for the pen, and Princess Aussie defeated Vicky Lynn McKay after reversing into a crucifix pen. On Saturday, which is usually the NWA USA spot, we had a special NWA special called HP Cares for Cooper, which is a charity event for Cooper Roberts, who is a survivor from the 2022 mass shooting that happened during a parade in Highland Park where this has taken place. On some matches from this event had uh, the country gentleman defending the U.S. Tag Team Championship against the Sa- Savages with AJ Kazana hitting a power slam on Blake Troop for the pin. Ruthie J defeated An- Angelina Love after a bit of back and forth at the end until Jay trapped on a bridge roll-up for the pin. Joe Alonzo and Mario Perdura, who are both locally here from, from uh, the Highland Park, Chicago area, defeated Alex Taylor and Silas Mason of the Southern Six. Danny Deals tried to throw powder in Pardue's face, but tossed into Mason's face by accident. Instead, uh, so the blinded Mason takes out deals with the thorough ride. Pardua follows us with a pump and slam on Taylor for the pin. Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch defeated Daisy Kill and Talos, with Murdoch pinning Daisy after they hit the high-low on him. Blunt Force Trauma comes out after to attack Knox and Murdoch, but they fought them off. And in the main event for the television championship, Tom Latimer defeated Jay Bradley after reversing Bradley and bridging on a pen to get the win to retain. We go to NWA Power. Alex Taylor and Kerry Morton of the Southern Six defeated Colby Carino and Joe Alonso when Taylor hit the green whistle on Alonso for the pen. Talos defeated Judias after Sal the Pal distracted the referee and Gags the Kid comes in and, and takes out Judias with the Gags reflex. Talos followed this with a 
a big choke slam on Judias to get the pen. May Valentine interviews Tom Latimer as he's close to reaching seven title defenses and cashing it into the NWA World's Heavyweight title shot, but he doesn't know who his seventh and his last opponent will be. Magic Jake Dumas and CJ, they are the team of Magic Inc., defeated AJ Kazana and Natalia Markova in a mixed tag match with Dumas hitting a top rope moonsault on Kazana for the pen. Uh, I have to admit, CJ looked very impressive here. She's finally showing off her wrestling ability as uh, everybody watches on uh, in amazement, and Dumas was definitely shocked by this. Camille defeated Kylie Page in a non-title match after taking her out with two spears. Pretty Empowered tried to hold up Kylie after, but Camille takes them out with a spear as well. And Blunt Force Trauma defeated EC3 and Jordan Clearwater, who came out with local wrestling manager C-Red. Blunt Force Trauma gets the pin on Clearwater after some cheating as the referee was distracted by EC3. On NXT Level Up, Damon Kemp defeated Dante Chen. We see Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey in the back watching Kemp during this match. Pretty competitive match here with Kemp hitting a Uranagi into a neckbreaker for the pin. Fallon Hanley defeated Izzy Dame after hitting a Shining Wizard. Joe Coffey defeated Tavion Heights after hitting all the best for the Bells, but Heights definitely hung in there for this match. On WWE Main Event, uh, since Kevin Patrick is now on SmackDown, Wade Barrett has taken his spot here to start doing commentary with Byron Saxon on Main Event. Indu Sheer defeated Akira Tozawa and Apollo Crews. Commentary brought up how it's Tozawa and Crews' dream to team up here in WWE, but Indu Sheer made quick work of them. Getting the pin on Tozawa after a sidewalk slam elbow drop combo in Indu Sheer's first tag team match on Main Event. And Nikki Cross defeated Tegan Knox uh, after hitting a purge neckbreaker. Definitely looking forward to next week review of main event as we have ricochet versus tomaso champa which i heard has been getting some pretty good reviews if you want to hear more from me um i did have a new episode of what up though would be detroit this week where we talk about SummerSlam weekend some movies that we've seen uh hip-hop 50 the whole all-in build and cm punk and definitely more obviously checking collision course with myself and kate from montreal and also, you'll be hearing a lot more of myself in B Detroit for the next three weeks or so as we take over up next as the BDE is taking a trip over uh, over the pond and all in for all in and all in it. But that is it for me this week. You guys can catch them here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>